Behind the Shades. I don't have any reservations, but you may go out and say that I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have dinner with myself. I'm going to take myself out. I'm going to take myself to the movies. I'm going to tell everyone, hey, I'm still fabulous and I can do everything that I want to do because I can buy myself my own flowers, like Miley Cyrus is saying, right? <laughs> that song is ridiculously amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I first heard that song, I was like, I'm going to put that to the test. I'm going to go to every grocery store that has that sells flowers. I'm going to go to every florist and figure out, hey, if you still have flowers, I know all the ladies out there didn't buy themselves their own flowers because they would be sold out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that song is incredible. It's, you know, when you sit down and you really listen to it, right? Love starts with us, right? Like we have to love ourselves before we can love someone else. So it's so important to every day to be proud of yourself and honor yourself with love and respect and self-worth and self-care. And, you know, when we wait for someone else to do that to us, it just gives, it's just a different feel to it, right? We have to be able to do it for us before anybody else can do it for us. So tell us a little bit more about that. Was there a time where you had to figure out how to love yourself or did it come natural to you? You know, it's a little bit of both. Like, it's hard to explain. So, you know, I don't know how to explain. So I wasn't born in this country. So I was born in former Soviet Union. because there was a different structure. Uh, We didn't have Valentine's. Like, I saw my parents being together my father always kind of did nice things for my mother and um i i had a weird childhood real relationship with my mom and i had to find how to love myself myself there was not like i have to love myself but i knew that i was special in a way and um and it was okay like i didn't need that from a man per se right like i didn't need that Uh, But I also realized through my journey of being divorced twice and having, you know, and then fell in love with another man that that relationship was really insane and lasted for a very long time. And I was in a relationship with myself thinking he was in a relationship with me. (laughs) So I, and I gave up so much of me. So I loved myself, but then I lost myself in love of loving someone else. I gave you a mouthful, but you know what I mean? Like I lost myself in relationship because I wanted to be so loved by the people that really didn't appreciate me or loved me. And so that was one of the ways that I kind of lost myself in that. And then I really learned to love myself after my car accident because I was so broken. And so many of my friends and people that I thought I could count on left. And I was left in this broken body and I had to figure out how to live in it and I'm like I was ready for love and I was ready for partnership figure it out my little hurts and aches and pains and then my car accident happened and I'm like who in the world want to be with me if I don't want to be with myself so it's a process it's such a so I began my life knowing I'm I'm this powerful beautiful human being even though I didn't even understand what it meant but 
subconsciously I knew that I loved myself, like I didn't need the approval and then I lost it. And then I had to rediscover it and find it again. And it was just, you know, it was back and forth. I know for a lot of people, they had to understand the type of love that they wanted to receive because the love sometimes that we give out is not necessarily what that person would require so for you having to find it that makes total sense because you want it so bad but then something happens then you want it so bad again and then something happens so you're still trying to figure it out do you know the type of love that you would want to receive today yes and so I also, so I got married at 21. Nobody should be doing that. <laughs> at 23, I was divorced. So it, I see like you ha- love changes because you change. Love for yourself changes and you change. The partner that you uh, found at 21 is a different partner. I'm 54 years old. I have learned. And I also realized if I'm broken, right? If I have not healed myself, I will find the partner that is also not healed himself. So it all comes back to me. So I know what I want. I want a partner that's been through some stuff and has healed himself. I want a partner that uh, able to communicate his pain, his sorrows, his disappointment without feeling like he's walking on eggshells. I now don't ever want to do that again because that's how I felt in my relationship, right? You know, I feel like the partner that I need is in a journey of healing. He does not have to be perfect. He just has to be open. That is a very good point because we sometimes enter relationships thinking Irene is going to fix me, right? That's the whole purpose of the relationship is because I'm not going to fix myself. That's too much work. Why would I do that? Let me go get someone who I can share something with and then hope that not only are they able to fix themselves, they can fix me as well. Why do you think so many people enter relationships knowing that they're either incomplete or that they have work to be done? I think loneliness. So people settle. And then I think the society puts so much pressure to be a couple. And look, when Valentine's, I... There's so many of my girlfriends going, oh, again, again, I'm alone. I'm like, you're not alone, you're with yourself. And I felt more alone in my marriages than than I'm alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you cannot make yourself happy, no one can make yourself happy. And that partner that I want to have is comfortable being by himself, but wants me in his life right? Love has, what I've learned that love cannot be with attachment. Like we're two different people coming together in a beautiful unit, respecting each other, wanting to be with each other, but also want to have a life, right? Like, you know, and it it took 54 years and many heartbreaks and having therapy and doing self-development and understanding, you know, I I grew up in a family that my mom and my dad was 24 seven, right? And I had to find that happy medium. I love you, I wanna be with you. And then, you know, I'm on my space and 
I don't know if I answered your question, but people want to, you can, what I pray, I'm like, you, there's so many aspects to this question, I don't know how to answer it. So I guess I am Mother Teresa. I pick broken men and then I wanna, I know that that's how like, and then I want to fix them. And you can't fix anybody. If a, a person has to want to fix himself or herself for themselves, nobody can do it for me. And what happens is I give so much and then I feel resentment. So I'm done. I'm done. I can help you a little bit. But, you know, like, and I hate that feeling. Nobody's really broken, but broken people hurt people, hurt people, right? And I've also learned through all my self-development that there's not enough love in me to heal somebody's love somebody that does not want my love that wants to sit in that pity party they want to be the victim it's better than happiness because you get attention and then you can blame everyone else around you i am because abc did that for to me like yes people go through a lot of horrible things yes but at certain time you have to take responsibility for your pain and let's go let's get through it let's lean into it let's walk from your pain i say it every morning from walk from your pain into your power walk from your pain into healing right i mean i can go on and on and on you got me here going i feel like i'm going to church <laughs> there was a time in my life in my 20s that i had no idea what i had no idea how to attract the type of woman i wanted I was able to go on dates and I even had a couple of girlfriends, but I did not know how to get the type of woman that I would want later on in life and ultimately maybe to even marry. So I was kind of going through it and trying to figure it out, but I was fortunate enough that I was doing that in my 20s. There's many people, men and women, who are trying to figure it out in their 40s. Because their dating experience is one, so limited, two, they don't ever think, hey, hmm, what did I do to contribute to the relationship going south? And three, they're like, well, if it doesn't work with Christina, Kelly's just down the street waiting for me to say, hey, do you want to go to a Starbucks? So I think... If we can take a step back and say, hmm, guy number one, guy number two, guy number three, girl number one, girl number two, girl number three, they're all similar in nature, but I can't make it work. I'm the only constant in the equation. So what am I going to do to make sure that I can maintain a healthy relationship? And as you said, hurt people, hurt people, and broken people break things. So... If we can't learn how to piece ourselves together, what do you think they should be able to do to make themselves whole? Because no one's going to the store and buying a broken product. <laughs> well, and we, yeah, oh my God, I like this so much. I like 45 minutes is not enough. I'm going to come back. I'm inviting myself. <laughs> I listen to me. I'm inviting myself back into your platform. But this is, this is, I love this subject, especially speaking to a man point of view. And yeah, we don't we don't buy broken products, but we get into relationship with broken people, right? And it's so powerful that we again 
women are mothers, right? I'm not saying men are not fathers, but we pick you up and we, we, we make you a baby and we want to cuddle and we want to say, it's okay, we'll fix your boo-boo, but we can't fix anybody's boo-boo. So we have to stop being nurses, mothers, and Mother Teresa's. We have to put self-worth and self-love for ourselves, right? To, we can guide, but we cannot heal, right? I mean, my, like I decided a few years ago when I got involved with self-development, especially Tony Robbins, it's a big deal for me. I'm in his group, I take his courses. I went and saw him live and I said, you know, we had to write, you know, always, my business is great. I'm a business person. I know exactly what I'm doing. My problem is relationship, right? And they have to write a wish list. So I said, kind, loving, went through some stuff, self-development. I said, they must go to Tony Robbins, right? Because <laughs> you know, the man that goes to the Tony Robbins or any of the self-development courses, he values his pain. He, he understands it. He he wants to do better. He wants to be a better partner. He doesn't have to be a perfect partner, but knowing that he is seeking healing, right? It makes me want to help him heal more. And you know something, the society's fault. I'm going to tell you, we don't allow man to feel these feelings and emotions. What happens when a little boy falls? What do we tell him? You have to be strong. Boys don't cry. And, you know, boys, you know, are strong and your boob is nothing. We minimize that feeling and emotion, that pain. And then they become grown men. And we get that broke man that mom or dad keeps saying, oh, you're hurting, but you can't admit it because it does not make you strong. For me personally, when a man can cry, it shows me strength, but the society says he is weak and that that man gets into a relationship, right? And he's afraid to show his feelings and emotions because he's been programmed to be strong and not able to share this feeling and emotions. And when I've gone on dates and, and this, and they ask, what is a strong man to you? I said, the one that cries. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I want that from my partner. I want him to sit with me and say, this hurt me, but your words hurt me, right? I would love for more men to be able to express and verbalize their emotions. And I think men do that in a way that sometimes doesn't get understood correctly. And I'll give you an example. Please. For me, what I like to do is I like to say, hey, this is a situation that upsets me. And here is why. Right. And I think sometimes men, when we explain it that way, it doesn't come across as a big deal until it gets said maybe two or three times. Whereas if someone came and like, oh my God, they did this. You're like, whoa, whoa, are you all right? Like you'll drop everything. So yeah. I think maybe the approach is a little bit different for men. Um, well, maybe. at least some men. But I know for me, what I, that's how I'd, I'd say, like if Irene, for example, if you were doing something that bothered me, I say, hi, Irene, this is what is bothering me. Can we have a conversation? 
that should be treated the same way as if I came to you and I fell down to the ground and I started doing my Oscar worthy performance, right? Of this big tears, this, you know, this big dramatic orchestra on the background, everyone's playing on the harp and you're like, whoa, this is like a big deal, right? Absolutely agree. And then it all goes back to communication, right? Men and women communicate differently right and we are more emotional i mean there's some men there's also emotional so this has to be balanced right and when we come to a man like that the oscar wing performance they freak out they don't know what to do with all of the emotions because i also feel they're not, they they're not used to they're not programmed it's uncomfortable for a woman to come and go oh my god oh my heart is broken oh you know like communication is the key and again relationship takes time we have to learn like love languages. I mean, there's so much I'm learning about that communication, what men needs, what women needs. You know, I read a book many years ago and it actually prolonged my marriage for a little while. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. My second husband would come home and he needed that 30 minutes without me asking for anything. And that I, didn't, I didn't understand it. And if I didn't read that book, I, it would be like really difficult for me because I'm a communicator. I want a hug. I want a kiss. I want to sit next to you. My language is touch and affection. And my husband's language was, I need space for a little bit, you know, and then maybe I can come and chat with you. So, you know, there was a, it's called like the man's going to his cave, but I mean, you know, I can't read minds and he wasn't the best communicator. So I didn't understand it, but I understood because it was important for me to learn how men communicate. So that was a chapter in a book. And I'm like, okay, go ahead, sit down. Here's your coffee. Here's your beer. I'll see you when you're ready. I didn't take it personally. Otherwise you would feel ignored, right? So there's so much to learn. I mean, relationships. Look, you take two strangers and you're trying to make this you know, soup, I don't know, that takes a lot of ingredients, right? <laughs> to taste yeah. good, right? No, you're right, because you have two people who, in many cases, they don't know each other. It's not like they grew up with each other, like how it was maybe in our grandparents' age where we're from the same town and you didn't really date anyone because you had to take the ferry, which cost you five cents, and you walk into town and you had to get the bread and the milk and all this stuff, right? Now it's like, I can be dating someone in a different city, in a different state or province, in some cases, a different country. So you don't really know the person because um, there's a cultural difference. There's a differences in maybe the country that they're living in. Like some places you embrace, you say hello, you give a hug, others shake hands, others kiss on both cheeks, right? It's totally different. And I think that is what's missing because as children, we are taught how to walk. We are taught how to talk. But we're not taught how to walk accordingly and how to communicate because communication is the biggest missing key because not enough people say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Can we make it work? And it goes back to where we began. Boys are taught to be tough when they have a boo-boo and the girl is like, oh my God, let me put a bandaid, let me kiss it. So we are taught from young age to be emotional, right? And then boys are taught to be tough. Imagine those two completely opposite feelings and emotions get together and 
you know, there's an Oscar winning award show. <laughs> I love that. Gonna use that. And then there is another Oscar winning performance, silence and keeping your emotions together. So you're taking two different human beings that were taught completely different to express their emotion and we have to mesh. Man goes silent, a woman becomes dramatic. So, I mean, we have to be able to say to the girl, listen, it can be a little tough, it's okay. And for boys, we have to say, it's okay to feel the pain and it, it's okay, it's okay to cry. You are still incredibly strong and powerful. And for, do you, you know what I mean? And we have to blend all of those together and kind of send a message in to the new generation. It's okay, whatever you feel, it's okay. It's, there's nothing wrong. There's not more feminine, masculine or whatever. It's feelings and emotions and they are yours. And, I think marriages, relationships, friendships will be much more successful if we can blend those things. But it has to be with the adult, right? It has to start from babies. How do you think there's ways, or let me rephrase that, what ways can we um, set up to ensure that we are preparing ourselves for the best relationship that we can get? self-love start working on yourself because if you're not a a healthy partner you can't be a health you know if you, you can be a healthy human being you cannot be a healthy partner right we have to understand the baggage that we carry we have to take responsibility for the relationship that did not work and what i mean not blaming the other person it's too to tango, right? There's something that I did in my marriage that, or relationship that I was, that wasn't up to par for my partner, right? So I had to look back and say, maybe I didn't listen well, or maybe I, you know, I argued too much or asked too much or too little, I don't know. But I had to really step back and say, I did some of this, this. my, my uh, expectation was too high. Like I, I, at one part of my relationship, my happiness depended on my partner. If he called me, I was happy, right? If he was around me, there was the best day. And if he wasn't, I felt empty and sadness. And I had to, again, it goes back to, we have to love ourselves. Nobody can make us happy. Nobody can fill those empty little holes. They can add to our joy, but they cannot be the joy. And I went to therapy. Look, I've did self-help books. I've embraced all kinds of self-development. I, you know, you can, I don't think anyone can do it on their own. They have to have some support and accountability. Take that, you know. What type of, were you surprised at some of the, um, expectations that or were you surprised at some of the behaviors that you identified within yourself that you found not to be beneficial to your relationships um, well, yes and it, again it all goes back to me right um i needed my partners at some time um to be my everything um I also probably, well, not probably suffocated some of them. <laughs> like I wanted to just be, a, I love really big. Like, you know, is it downfall? 
I don't know, but I love really big. And sometimes it's a lot for broken person, right? Right? If the person it has not healed himself, there was a great saying, Tony Robbins, he explained that I may be healed on level eight and my partner is on level two. So the love I have for myself is on level eight. And this person doesn't understand that love and I'm pouring it into him. He's freaking out. She's like, you're suffocating me. That's the word he, they use. I, you know, I, it, there's no balance. It's too, it's not enough for me because they don't know how to give love and I give too much. And they either did not respond, ignore my phone calls, uh, didn't speak to me for weeks, then show up out of the blue. And it's tough. It's tough. And it's hard to, you know, you fall, you meet someone, you don't know their baggage. You don't know their story until you're digging in and then you're too deep to get out. <laughs> so you're trying to balance that level eight or level, you know, two. How do you come to that communication again, right? Communication and patience and, and, Things like that. Again, I'm going to hurt people, hurt people. And the people that heal himself cannot, cannot heal the hurt people when they're not ready to heal themselves. You can pour all of your love and support. They, they don't feel worthy. And that's what one of my partners said to me. I don't feel worthy of your love. And he consistently sabotaged, did something horrible to push me away, but I love so deeply. <laughs> I kept on coming for more, <laughs> but I learned a lot, right? I learned how I should be treated and I can't, you know, self-worth came from self-hurt, if that makes sense. It does. And one example that I like to give is that each and every one of us has multiple cups. We have a cup of love, we have a cup of happiness and mine may be overflowing with love or with happiness, like you, like you love big and you like to give all this love, but you're pouring into the other person's cup when there's a hole in it. So it doesn't yes. ever fill up. And they're looking at you confused because if you ever, anyone who's watching this, if you've ever held a cup with a hole, when someone's pouring into it, you're like, what is this crazy person doing? It's not filling <laughs> up, right? But that's how yep. sometimes they would react to you because you're doing something that is not getting the results that you want. And when it comes to relationships, that's something that I had to learn because just because I want something really badly, doesn't mean I'm going to get it because the relationship is not a one-way street. It's a two-way street and there's going to be curves. There's going to be stop signs. There's going to be ditches. There's going to yeah. be broken roads, right? There's going to be all these things. And what I would like to tell those listening is that my situation, Irene's situation, is that we want people to learn from what we have done. Because I'm learning, and I'm sure you're learning. But Every Irene, share with, share with us some of the things that you've learned years after the fact, or maybe some of the things that you've learned today, for example? Again, I'm going back to myself, right? I learned through all those difficult moments 
in my life that I have to love myself. I have to be in love with myself before I can love someone else. And I, when I see the red signs, I go like, I can't, I've learned that I cannot help you if you don't want to help yourself. I'm a team player. We'll do it together. Uh, but you have to give a little bit. And I've also learned I am not overstaying in any relationship anymore. You know, the, you know, I can only help so much and I just, have, I can't, well, it's been many years that I had been single. So, uh, um, I'm scared, but I'm excited. Um, you know, I also feel I'd rather be heard than never loved, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you know, through love is a beautiful thing. And I think everybody wants it. And, you know, we need love, right? And I've learned that even though through the hurt, I will do it again and again and again and again and again and again. And what I've learned is patience is the virtue and not to rush into relationship. And the most important thing I also learned is that it's not about being right. It's about being more in peace. And it's okay sometimes to say your story. Um, even though sometimes you may not want to, but you don't have to be right all the time, right? Like people want to fight and in the end of the conversation, they somebody wants to win, but it's not about winning. It's about compromising. And, you know, it takes maturity, it takes time. And in some ways I wanted to win. You know, I wanted to win instead of having, you know, um, let's, you know, come to a conclusion together. I wanted to like, you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> so Irene, now that you have been, as you mentioned, single for a couple of years, do you believe that you'll find love again? Absolutely. It's 18 years going and I was not ready to find love because I did not love myself. It, what I've learned, it all comes back to me. I have to be a partner that I'm looking for, right? So yes, absolutely. I'm not in a rush. I don't force it. Uh, he has to bump into me. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, dating sites no more. I've tried all of it. It has to be like old school organic, right? Like I love salsa dancing. So I go periodically, like I like happy hours. So I just want him to come and sit next to me. <laughs> yes, do you think it would be like, do you, be, do you think it'd be like more, the traditional sense where it's like someone that you would first come in contact with face to face, or is it going to be like, okay, let me get on my dating site. Let me um, swipe right, swipe left. Yep. Let me do one of those. Like, how do you think you're going to find that person again? I'm going to bump into him. <laughs> I'm going to sit somewhere. I did the swipe left. And that's actually all of that. I believe ruined dating like you said right he's number one has number two number three doesn't work with this one let me try number two so nothing ever results you're jumping from one person to another um yeah it's not i mean i tried dating sites it just doesn't work doesn't work 
I think it allows people to have a lot, a lot of options. And these choices can be anywhere. Like, I think it's still the preference should still be the face-to-face, like at the grocery store, at a museum, at a restaurant, maybe, wherever. Um, But now that you have so many choices, you know, things are going bad with Irina myself. Let me pick up my phone and let me see, ooh, this person's out there. And they're only within 10 kilometers. It's a little bit different these days, right? Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Nobody wants to work hard anymore. But you know something? I believe everybody has their, their, their person for them. And I've also learned through my through my experiences that there's not one soulmate. This could be many different times. People come to your life for a reason, for a lesson, for a moment, right? And it's okay. It's okay. I th- there's no, like, I don't need it. I want it. There's a difference, right? I don't need that man in my life. I want that man in my life because I am so happy with myself, my life. I have a beautiful life. I do things with me, myself, and I. I take myself, again, slightly to dinner. I travel by myself. I have no issue to walk into any restaurant, sitting at the table, sitting at the bar, starting conversation with a stranger. So, I'm good. The man that comes into my life has to also bring value to me, right? And I will bring value to him. Did you were you always this way with the ability to spend time by yourself? Because many people would feel alone, or worse yet, they'd feel lonely. Um no, but yes. Uh, but my relationship made me feel that way. Not that I uh, I know it's hard to to explain, but one of my relationships made me, well, they all made me feel more lonely in the relationship than by myself. So after my, well, even before my divorce, therapies told me, Irene, you have to date yourself. I'm like, what does that mean? I've never done that. Like, you have to date yourself. And that's what happened. That's how I understood it. It all comes with us. And I still picked the wrong partners. It takes time, right? It takes time to understand what you need. So I had to become my own partner. I remember the therapist said to me, you have to go to the movies by yourself. You have to get the popcorn. You have to take, buy everything that you would buy with the partner because you shared that soda because you, I don't know, you're on the budget, the popcorn, you know, the hands touching each other and you know, the water, (laughs) right? Uh, So I had to do that. I don't remember the movie. I cried the whole movie because it was very emotional. I've never done that. And then she said, okay, now you have to go to the rest. I'm like, okay, go get a cup of coffee. She's like, no, no, no. You need to go sit down at a table, not at the bar, order that menu and take yourself on a date. I'm like, what? How can you eat by yourself? I'm Russian. We love people and eating together, right? It's it's community. So I had to learn all of that. So it built and built and built and built. But then when I fell in love, that person became my life and I forgot about me and that I am make myself happy. I am in charge of myself. I am dating myself. I can give everything pretty much to myself. So... That makes complete sense. That makes complete, yeah, that makes complete sense because it's something that you want 
versus something that we need. And I think sometimes when people say that they need this to happen, they become like, we may feel that we're dependent on that person. As you mentioned, yeah. right? This person is a source of my happiness. They're the source of my love. What am I going to do if I don't have them in my life? But the question should be, how were you before you met that person? You're still alive. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. And be- you know, I had a flashback. Because I love so deeply this specific person, I compromised my well-being because it was so important for me to be around him. So he got away with murder. I just wanted him around. So I forgave and forgave. I walked on the eggshell. You know how we talk about communication. I was afraid if I say, oh, I didn't like that, he would disappear for compromise. And he did, if I did say it, he was gone. And then he would come back and he would think, oh, nothing ever happened. We're good. There's a reunion. And I still had those issues. And a couple of months later, was the same thing. He would run away, disappeared. And I was like, oh, but I'm lonely. I feel alone, but I felt alone anyway. (laughs) No more, no more. So what advice do you want to give those who are looking for love, looking for happiness, but they want to build that within a relationship and they don't even know where to start? With yourself. (laughs) Go take yourself to the movie, buy popcorn, that soda, right? Date yourself and then you can date someone else i know i sound like a broken record but until we can date ourselves and be comfortable with ourselves and go to dinner with yourself get dressed up and go salsa dancing walk into the club without your girlfriend and just kind of go on a dance floor and boogie down with yourself you can't do it with anyone else again hurt people hurt people broken people hurt people and it's until you take responsibility, understand what you had to do, what you did in the last relationship, right? And what you have to do to fix it. Like I literally had to apologize to one of my guys and I, I didn't, you know, three, four very serious relationship because when I went to therapy, um, the therapist said, so why aren't you dating? Why, you know, you're so beautiful. You have established business. You make money. You are such a great catch. And I'm like, well, I'm still stuck on what this person told me. And this person told me, she asked, what did he say? I said, he said to me, I did not hurt you. You hurt yourself. And I was, I carried that sentences for 10 years. So this young therapist says to me, so let's break this down. Who hurt who? And she goes, so what did you do? I said, well, he said he's going to pick me up at three o'clock afternoon. We're going to go to brunch. He came at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, he said, we're going to do this. And he never did it. And then he came on his free time smelling of someone else. Did you open the door? He apologized for some BS and then he did it again. Did you accept that apology? Yeah, I did. So who hurt who? You hurt yourself by allowing that behavior and excusing that behavior. You showed him that no matter what he does, you will always 
be there for him. You're not his first, you're the leftover that he knows that he can always come to. You, and she, oh, that killed me. Like I'm getting emotional in so many years. She said, you, you be, and this young therapist was like, you know, 27, there's no sugar cord. She was like, you basically, she said, you let him treat you like a doormat. And that just like, I am not a doormat. And that woke me up. Didn't completely wake me up. No, I took him over back and back. <laughs> but that was so powerful. And then I realized that also I put a lot of expectations for him to make me happy because he was so important to me he he just there was just like you know you, you know it's crazy connect it's like love is a drug right you can't explain it so i actually saw him many years ago and i said i need to sit down and i said i just want to say i have to take some responsibility i put too much pressure on you to make me happy and no one can make me happy if i'm not happy i wanted you to fill the empty spaces in me and it i mean that's a whole other conversation it was actually my mother <laughs> that was trying to you know like we we interrelationships of people that reminds us of people Right. So the pattern was I want an exception accepted from my mom. The more I did for her, it was still enough. It was a conditional love and the same thing with this person. So I had to apologize. And it was very powerful because the way I just shared it with you, and I told him that he used me as a doormat and I was the last in the list. And he always knew that I would be that booty call that opened that door no matter what. <laughs> and don't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please start with your self-healing self-worth, self-love, self-care, self-respect. And from those difficult relationships, I wouldn't change anything because who I am today is because of it. And the three most important men in my life was two husband and this gentleman taught me so much. They made me the woman that I am today. And I'm grateful for that.